Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Bloody love the transfer window. It's a bloody love the transfer window. How's everybody Hello, doing? Don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Further Love and Pomegranate Podcast. It's me and Paddy coming at you again. We completely even forgot the games get played during the month of January because we've been doing so much transfer stuff. And next thing, Paddy texted me today and went, uh, Are we going to do United preview? And I went, Oh, yeah, we've played games. Forgot all about that. You know. Uh, because I suppose realistically, you know, you never know whether games are going to be called off or not, uh, even up to two hours before the game. So there's no point in really concentrating on those. So I said, yeah, let's have a we haven't gone live in a while. So a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the uh, videos that you would have seen would have been uh, would have been uploaded. So just said we'd go live and we'd have a chat about everything that's going on and so on and so forth. But uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's podcast, if you could hit the like thingy. Somewhere along there at the bottom, um, underneath the YouTube video, hit that like. If you don't subscribe, subscribe. Love that too. And also, we do have a podcast partner for the rest of this month, and that is the Spond application. Uh, if you guys are listeners to the podcast, you would have heard me speak about this before, and you would have heard me speak about it at length. That I do use this application. It's available on iOS and it's available on Android, and I use it for um organizing teams, organizing events, organizing um basically organizing essentially so if i need to herd cats and get a group of people to do something i use this application i find it really really good to send out group messages to edit any events to edit reoccurring events like training sessions and so on uh, specifically at late notice if you edit them everybody gets notified it's actually a real seamless system and also another great thing that it allowed me to do was to to accept membership or to request payment through the application as well so it's just it's a really really good application it's called spond app s p o 
indeed. Go download it now and take a look at it. It, it. it might be worth your while. It might it might consolidate an awful lot of things that you're using for your own team or your sports group or your organization or, I don't know, a drama group or if any of you are into Morris dancing and you need to send out stuff on Morris dancing to a group of people, I have no idea what you guys do in your spare time, nor do I judge. So, um, what do we want to know with Morris dancing either? <laughs> Morris dancing is cool. I've seen people do Morris dancing before. I wouldn't do it myself, but I've seen people do it, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, but as you can tell, lads, we're well, I, I, I'm pretty giddy because it's just been good news after good news after good news after good news since what Thursday of this week, and uh, the good news just keeps on coming, and long may it come because, uh, you know, it's today it looks like that we're in the final throes of. Tra- agreeing a transfer for Lucas Dina, and we'll get on to that in a moment. But uh, we'll kind of try and do it chronologically, I suppose, really, would be probably the best thing because, um, this morning as well, Kane Hayden Kessler was recalled back to Aston for the football club, and um, I think it kind of caught me by surprise, Paddy. Uh, I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. I think Ashley Priest even put out and said, I didn't expect yeah. that one. Talk to me on a while, you're a few minutes. Well, I'm, I'm delighted he's back because it was an area of the pitch that we needed cover for. Obviously, somebody watched him on Friday night and decided, do you know what? Maybe this is somewhere we can save money. Let's get this guy back in. He can cover Matty Cash. We can put him on for 15, 20 minutes and games and, and give Matty Cash a break if we're winning. And there's a load of ways of looking at it. But the important thing was that the guy was absolutely brilliant. I only saw the first half on Friday night against Man City. Um, my father, a Man City fan, asked me after 20 minutes, uh, how much would we sign him for? <laughs> Which I did tweet and text you at the time. So uh, he, 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 uh, his eyes were open to, to Kane Kessler as well. He's just a lovely footballer. Um, and I think I think with good training, he can be equally as good, if not better, than Matty Cash. And I know that's a big statement, but I, I've believed that for a long time since I've watched him play. So um, it's good to have him back in there, learning from experienced heads. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing if if uh, if he's in the plans. I really am too. And I suppose, firstly, my mind jumped to maybe he's going out and loan again. Maybe he's going to go out and loan at a higher level. Maybe that FA Cup game against Man City. Maybe there was teams looking at him and, and that FA Cup game against Man City maybe brought maybe a championship team into the, into the consideration or maybe... God, I don't know. Maybe a top team in Scotland. I, I, I've no idea. Um, mm-hmm. I've no idea what the story was. But then my mind went and I said, you know what? A lot of the loans have come back uh, since Stephen Jarrett has come in. And it's interesting because, well, like we do have a loans manager in Millie Ednek. I think it's Millie Ednek. Or is it Adam Henshaw? Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I know it was the Ednek. Yeah. And I think Mednek, Yednek went into the into coaching. So I think it could be Adam yeah. Adam Henshaw. I can't remember. There's so much gone on since Stephen Gerrard came in. I honestly can't remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. But well, I, I, he definitely I, was our loans manager at one stage, uh, Millie Yednek. So. Yeah. And, and, and I think, look, I think the way that this lower league football has kind of gone during the COVID pandemic. I think that it's kind of a situation whereby at the time the loans were were good and they were working out and things were grand, but I suppose with games being cancelled and, and maybe the teams that they went to not having the seasons that we expected them to have, bar maybe Swindon and, and players and, and managers 
trying to hold on to their jobs and playing more experienced players. I think things didn't work out. And I think specifically for Louis Barry, uh, at the time, I thought that was a super low on Paul Cook is a very, very good manager. He didn't last the pace there. It didn't click at, at Ipswich. They brought in something like 14 to 19 players, I think it was. So so that one just didn't work out. But King Hayden Kessler's did. And what I thought about it was that I think he's been brought back because we've only got six fit defenders at the moment. And we've and that goes yep. into four positions. So he's been brought back as cover. If we need to use him, fantastic. If we don't, we'll loan him out again, provided we get centre-back coverage. Because realistically yep. speaking, you know, it's Ashley Young at right-back, which I'm very much on record as saying I don't particularly want because... I just don't, uh, because I'm, I'm not quite sure that he's any good there. Um, and I certainly don't want to move Kanz out, 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 out of the centre-half position. So I think we're coming back for, it's for that reason. And, and if not, we will be able to get another loan for him. Is it risky? It absolutely is, because we may not get a successful loan for him again for the second half of the season. But I think the juice is worth the squeeze, considering the predicament we're in at the moment. And I'm not sure we can recall Gilbert. And to be honest with you, I'd probably imagine he's got his heart set on a move. He's not getting any younger. He doesn't want to come back here probably and sit in the bench. Why would he? He's playing for Strasbourg. I know the draw of the Premier League. He's done that. He's probably ticked that box for himself. He's probably going to say, send me back to Ligue 1 and uh, I'll see out my career for the next six or seven years starting and enjoying playing the game of football. And yeah. fair play to him. It just never worked out for him. And you know, well, I, th- I, th- I think the Kessler thing, it, it, it could be just a short-term thing till he gets another defender in, um, depending on what he's got in mind. Uh, he could get a defender in. That could mean Konza could cover it right back as well. So uh, it could be a case that, Jesus, he could even go back to Swindon at the end of the month. You wouldn't know. It just depends on who who we bring in in the next he few could. weeks. But, uh, and I'd be, I'd be more than happy to send him back to Swindon because he's he's tearing up trees there. And the, God, they love him down there. And most importantly, he's playing. That is the most important thing when you go on loan is that you're actually playing games. And he's played every time he's available. Hmm. Absolutely, and, and and he's played well. You know, they loved him. Did you see the tweet that Swindon sent out? They said, like, from his marauding runs to his tackle against Man City, said he's really going to be missed, you know, and he's going to be a top, top player, um, mm. which is lovely to hear because, uh, you know, it's not often, and you mentioned it before, it's not often that it's specifically a young player can go out and loan and get a glowing reference because a lot of player, a lot of teams will turn around and say, well, his heart was never in it, or... Uh, you know, you're only minding yourself because you want to go back to yeah. your parent club and so on and so forth. So he obviously didn't, and he's obviously, um, <laughs> you know, he's obviously the, the juices were squeezed for him to go on loan there, and he's obviously made a great impression on people, uh, which is good. Mm. Also, oh, there was something else I want to talk about before I go into the transfers. <laughs> nah. There's just so much been going on. Did you know we signed Philip Coutinho? Yeah, I can't think there was something that was something, it's only something small, it was something minor that I wanted to talk about before we went down to transfers. If it comes back to mm. me, I will I will get back to it. But yeah, look, while, while we're not sitting here saying Lucas Dini is definitely going to sign, there are reports from um, Fabrizio Romano and from Sky Sports to say that we're very far down the line, we're in pole position at the moment and we're negotiating um, personal terms with the player. It, it, it isn't a done deal yet, but um, there's a lot coming out, I think, uh, and I could be misconstruing these quotes to different to 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 the wrong reporters. So if I do, I apologize in, in advance to any of these reporters. But I think Greg Evans said that this was a big one that Stephen Gerrard is pushing for. That he's a very big admirer of Dina and um, 
and that to me like there's there's just there's there's a gathering momentum and pace of of people that you know that that know what they're talking about saying that this transfer is 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 going to get over mm. the line um pretty soon so um i just did a piece on him actually and i, I released it this morning and 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 somebody once again i i can't remember who it was who i was chatting to i've got to try and throw it back through and see if i can find uh who it was but they did call me on it and they said that i never looked at stuff like shot creating actions for him and and he's right up there he's the third most shot creating actions and ch- big chances created within the premier league over the last, I think it's four years or something like that, um, behind Trent Alexander-Arnold and um, Jesus, I'm about as prepared for this podcast tonight. Andy no, Robertson, was, was it? Uh, uh, was it Andy Robertson? <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I screenshotted, I screenshotted <laughs> AVFC status uh, tweets and I wouldn't feckin' forget it and then I forgot it and now I can't find the find the screenshot. Um but yeah, he's he's up there. He's up there, as I say, with uh, with in the top three as well, which is something I always neglect when I'm looking at defensive players. My mind just kind of always tracks towards progressive passes. Yes, because that's important to see how we're going to play out from defense and so on. But uh, shot creating actions are uh, are quite important, I suppose, as well for wing backs and, and full backs. And that's not something I took into account. And to be honest with you, it really does change my opinion on him because with the statistics I was showing, he's 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 unspectacular, and he, I still do think he is unspectacular if 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 nothing else. But I yeah. like that. I don't mind that. And uh, and 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 as I say, his defensive abilities are. Are paramount and, and especially getting beat by dribblers, I think is going to be a big, big plus point for for him as well because mm. he's he, he doesn't tend to get beaten by by people running at him that, that often. Yeah, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and say I know too much about him. I, I watched your video, so I'm a little bit more in, enlightened at this stage. Um, you know, he's he's a, he's a good solid defender. He's a good solid attacking defender, which fits into the system that we seem to be, you know, setting out. So. Um, it appears that Gerard has him well within his sights, and it, it's going to happen. So it, it's going to be an interesting few days. He, he's obviously dead set on getting his his uh, his signings in early. Um, we know Coutinho. Uh, I think he has his work permit uh, hearing in the morning, and that's why he hasn't been formally announced with him with a jersey or a number or anything like that. But with with sixty odd caps for Brazil, I don't imagine his work permit is going to be a problem. Um. Yeah, it's look. It's exciting times. I'm 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 happy to see Luca Dean come in. It'll be uh, it'll be a wake up call for Maddie Target. I know he's uh, he'll be dead set on trying to keep his place. And if, to, to be fair to Matt Target, he's been much better since Stephen Gerrard came in. But you can't. I I, I like we, we spoke about Kane Kessler. You have to have two fullbacks. You have to have fullbacks that are prepared to step in and do the same job. Well, I spoke about Esri Konza. Esri Kanza is not going to do the running up and down the line that Matt Cash does or that Kane Kessler-Hayden can do. But if you've got Matt Target and Luca Dean there, the two of them could literally start whatever game the, the, the manager decides and can rotate them and, and, and give rests and stuff like that. And that's the position we need to be in. And, and you know, we're looking, you know, we've got we've got two players at the African Cup of Nations. We've got Nakamba out uh, on the long term. And yet we're not, and Bailey is out kind of medium term as well. So, and we're not struggling for numbers. You know, in in years gone by, we would be paper thin at this stage with that amount of players gone out of the team. So, you know, it's refreshing to be in a position where we've got so many players able to step up between between, and that's mainly helped by the likes of 
Carney and JJ and those guys, Philogene Bates, all being around the first team. So we've an embarrassment of riches at the moment. And I think by the end of this transfer window, we might see, you know, including Philip Coutinho, maybe three or four players. So it's exciting times and so, so happy to be in the position we're in. And, uh, you know, we're, we're only looking up. If you, if, you, if you envisage what it's going to be like in a few weeks' time with uh, potentially the new fullback in there, Coutinho in there, taking... Coutinho will be like bringing Jack back into the team because they'll be doubling up on them. We'll have a lot more space in midfield. It's it's just going to be a really exciting time to watch our team play. Yeah, look, I have I have to agree with everything you say there. You know, um, look, do you know what? For from a point of balance, Paddy, let's talk about balance and, and balance the good with the bad. Um, some may criticise us for having an over uh, overinflated squad. I actually have already seen the tweets go on and go around already saying that. Well, people are talking about Newcastle trying to buy their way to the top of the league, but no one's talking about Aston Villa. And I'm going, yeah, because. Uh, it's <laughs> Because where does our money, our money's, yeah, it's fine. No. Actually, I'm not even going to get into that. We're spending our money to get to the top of the league. Newcastle are spending their money to get out of the stay. shit. So yeah, to stay no, in the league. There's no yeah. comparison there. But, but um, I will say, like, look, like, I, I'm, I'm all for having a full squad. And let's not overlook the fact that there's a couple of players there that need to go out and we need to get rid of them. And I think and they will, yeah. A couple of them mentioned today as well, you know, there's a potential kind of swap deal been muted with, with Everton for Anwar Al-Ghazi. It's not something that I can see happening. I really can't. But uh, if it does, I'd be more than happy to, to to take it because he to me, he's surplus to requirements at this stage. And that's no slight on him. I've had I've had my rants about him in the past. Uh, he also did very well to get us yeah. back into the Premier League, but he just hasn't set the Premier League light. It's all very well saying he scored 10 goals or whatever. You know, Anyone worth their salt can take a penalty. <laughs> That's my opinion. Ask Gareth Southgate. Speak for yourself. Um, mm. <laughs> but like I, I must say that you know it's no secret that Dugastino wanted out of out of Everton as well. Um, like the the, the transfer fees. Somewhere around 2025. Like that's that's a muted at the moment. I would imagine we'll never find out exactly what the transfer fee is for this. I wouldn't get too hung up on it either. Like, tw- like a lot of people talk about 28 being too old to play in the Premier League or, or on the downward slope. Realistically speaking, 26, 27, 28 is the prime. And yes, he's probably on the back end of his prime, but he's a fullback at the end of the day as well, you know. Um, I did say in my piece I did on Lucastina that recently a few little niggly injuries have kind of crept in. It's probably something that you want to keep an eye on. Now, it hasn't been the same injury twice, um, as far as I'm aware. But uh, look, it's just all these little things we'd be taking into account. Same thing would have been taken into account of Philip Coutinho, but I never mentioned anything to do with injuries to do with Philip Coutinho signing because for me, the juice is worth the squeeze. And, and you know, I, I, I think it's a position we need to upgrade in. Um, and I think Everton knew the writing was on the wall. They wanted to get as much money as they could now. And we were in a position to pay, pay for him. Uh, Ajax have seemed to have done a 180 degree turn on Nicolas Tagliafico as well and they now want to absolutely keep him whereas in the summer he was completely gone and you know I think if we were if you were to talk about and I know people are going to say they prefer Aaron Hickey over um, Nicolas uh, Lucas Dina that's absolutely fine but if you were to, if you were to prioritize somebody who could come in hit the ground running play in the Premier League tomorrow and you not have to worry one little jot about him Probably Lucas Dina is probably the best option we could purchase for a left back at this minute in time. 
Everton have got out and bought a left back I actually really, really liked in Vitaly Mikolenko um, from Dynamo Kiev, and they've just bought him for 21 million. So uh, that's I would imagine they just want to kind of really recoup that money from uh, from the sale of Lucas Dina. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously they've bought a right back in Aidan Patterson, probably just uh, getting themselves ready for the departure of or the, the retirement of Seamus Coleman at some stage. But, um, you know, Ever- Everton knew this is coming. The player knew it was coming. It was a case of finding the right place for him. And Steven Gerrard pushed for it. And, you know, once again, Steven Gerrard, Steven Gerrard has asked for two players. Seemingly, from what we know, he's asked for two players. And he's got two players. That bodes well, considering that we do have a transfer committee and a brain trust that look for players there as well. And that's what I wanted to mention as well, Paddy. That uh, Speaking of, um, of, of players coming into the club as well, it looks like we're... Uh, very much down the line or it's been reported we've bid at least anyway for Kerr Smith from Dundee United and just want to briefly mention that as well 850,000 he is a bit of a uh, somebody that people think can can reach the heights in the game and he's been a trial at Villa before and Gerard knows him from his time at Dundee United so it's good to see a scouting at all levels um, amongst all leagues and all age mm. groups as well so uh, so yeah, good and, and, that, and if, if that was to happen that's one for the future he's 17 years of well it would be great if he came in and, and ripped up trees, but uh, he's 17 years of age. I'm sure it's, it's one to bring in and nurture and develop. So, uh, and there's still plenty of time for that. I see a lot of the comments go mad at, at we mentioned 29 being over the hill. I certainly don't think 29 is over the he's hill. He's only 28. He isn't 29 till the end of the season. <laughs> and, but that <laughs> makes a difference. It, it and and a in, difference. This, in, in this day and age, you know, the players are, are looking after their bodies. You know, we see the likes of Ronaldo at 36. Albeit, I think he's probably Shame a little bit past. Even. Yeah, these these guys are looking after their bodies so well. Um, you know, if 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 they're not doing tons of running in a game, like I don't envisage Coutinho to do either. <laughs> he can go for another four or five years. So, you know, I'm I'm absolutely fine with signing a 20, 29 year old. If you push that on to thirty three or thirty four, then I'm scratching my head a little bit because you're not buying for the future. You've just yeah. got to come on and. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you've got a plan for the future. And, you know, with, with having these old heads in the dressing room, if you want to call them an old head, that's important too. So they will help the development of, of the younger guys as well. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's all positive. It's it's absolutely all positive. I, I can't find one negative in any of the stories that's coming out in the last last few days. Um, but in the back of my head, I'm going, where where are we going to get rid of players from the... Because we only fit 25 you know, named in, in the squad for the Premier League plus plus our younger players. So uh, that that's going to be tough on the likes of, you know, I see people are mentioned Bertrand Triore, uh, Anwar Al-Ghazi. These guys are going to struggle to get into the team. Leon Bailey, we haven't even spoken about. Where's he going to go when he comes back in? You know, that's really, 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 for me. I've, yeah, I actually really, was really doing strange. a small piece on it and that's really exciting. Mm. So there you go. Oh, I want to see this. I'm just after getting a message here on Twitter uh, telling me to look who's just followed uh, Lucas Dina on Instagram. Stephen Gerrard. No, a small Brazilian man on his on a plane and he's way. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. There we go. There we go. Uh, were they at Barcelona together? Mm, possibly. I doubt he's just followed him, but um, there might have been a crossover there at Barcelona. I would imagine. Look. Are Barcelona becoming our feeder team, lads? <laughs> it's it's a valid question. It started with Adama Traore, then it was Louis Barry. Now right. it's uh, yeah. then, now it's Coutinho and Dina. 
Barcelona are a feeder team. I suppose cyclically, it always comes back, back that way. We created the football league, most historic team in you know, all of football. So uh, pay us homage. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Maybe Barcelona are passing the baton for us to push on and go into Europe and start conquering again. You never know. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, Let's take a look at some of the comments there because there's an absolute ball of them. I think this, might be, the most, this, this might be the most comments I've, I've ever seen. That, thank you so much to everybody. And you know, I, think, I think this is all a measure of how excited people are as well. You know, I, I, oh, I, I, absolutely. I started looking at the comments, but I had to look away because they were just going off the screen. Yeah, so I think this is in relation to the assists he's third behind yes. Liverpool's player. And, that, and that's well, great. And, and it must be Robertson, the other one. So, yeah. You know, I was, I'm not going to say I was critical, but for, just for me personally, what the fuck do I know? Is, is I'm going to preface the next statement with what the hell do I know? I'm a man sitting here freezing in a t shirt and uh, with a hat on, like that, look, so that looks a bit it, like Cat Stevens, <laughs> yeah. So, so exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I look like I'm, I look like I'm going to rob a house directly after this, but um, <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going to say that, like, literally, my opinion is just my opinion, but um, I, I was kind of of the opinion that. Do I really want to see a ton of crosses come into the box? But um, he does cross an awful lot, a lot of the ball. But it, maybe it might be just just be the quality of the crossing that we need to we need to sort out. I was a massive fan of of um Mohammedi's raking cross from that that mid space, as I would like to even call it. Not mm. it, not at the byline, not at the edge of the box, but almost a deep cross. I was a massive fan yeah. of that. So let's see, let's see. As I say, I'm. I'm an Aston Villa fan. I, I, I reserve the right to be fickle and to change my mind uh, at the drop of a hat, uh, and this hat in particular. Um, as Ad says as well, he's also been Everton's <laughs> top assist man since he's came. Um, I saw one here as well saying, and it's a great point. I'm so sorry. I can't find it amongst all of the... the Ah, there it is. So it was from Dan. Edinia is vice captain, or was at Everton, so must be a decent leader, which is something that can't be overlooked. What am I saying for the last six weeks? We need leaders in the field, need leaders in the pitch. And I think that Coutinho is definitely that experienced head and that leader that it would be, even though he is supposed to be pretty quiet and meek man, but he's that leader by doing it at the top of the field. And then somebody like Dina in there as well, I think is is good. Um, uh, Fiddy D says that uh, Dina fell out with Rafa saying his tactics were too negative. Yeah, I, I, I think Rafa, like... Far be it for me to talk about another football club because I don't really know a whole lot about it. But uh, all that glittered wasn't gold there, and um, you know they didn't give him the money in the summer. And you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens there with that one because a lot of people don't seem to want him there, but he seems to be uh, hell bent at, at, at plowing on. So, be interesting to hear from an Everton fan. And I do have somebody lined up who is gracious enough to to come on to discuss Lucas Dini in more detail. Um, should he sign for Aston Villa as well? So keep an eye out for that as well. Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh, sorry, I'm so sorry about the about the the lack of popping up the comments there as well. Um, this is one from Philly again. Players want to play under Jared, the profile of the player. We can attract this gun up and no respect to Dino. I think it's oh, I think that's kind of an apples yeah. and oranges. I heard someone make a great point to this, and it's not something I ever want to kind of really think about, but someone made a really, really good point in this. And sorry, sorry, Paddy, for talking over you, but yeah, um, we would we probably wouldn't have signed Watkins or Kanza only for Dino, you know. Yeah, and, and, and 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 I really like that. Um, mm. I really like that. Well, uh, like we, we, the caliber of what of what we've been speaking about now to to, to put Philip Coutinho into that bracket, 
And, you know, to be linked with players like Pau Torres, uh, Tagliafico, Luca Dean, all of these guys, it's, it's way above where we were, you know, even in the summer. So, you know, if we've got a manager who's playing attractive football with a good team around him that see, seems to want good, uh, honest footballers around him, and sure, look, we, we've we, we've heard and we don't know how true it is, but apparently Philip Coutinho has taken a, a pay decrease to come and uh, play with us. And that, you know, I think that's brilliant. You know, that, that just shows the man is coming to play football. Um, it's great that we have an option to buy because I'm hoping he comes in and, and takes off like an absolute rocket and, and is there for a few years. So, you know, I think the figure was quoted at 33 million. Doesn't seem like an awful lot if we're going to get three or four years out of him. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed indeed. Uh, there's an interesting comment here as well. Uh, Coutinho is only three years old and Grealish, Grealish, the player Grealish said he modelled his style like. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it's 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 mad. Like twenty nine. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I, I'm I'm also guilty of that of thinking that 26, 27, 28, 29 is no, oh, that's nice. That's I know it, but. You know, experiences like I've said it before. Experience is either is either you either gain experience when you get what you want, or you don't get what you want. And what I mean by that is, like you know, you'll have grizzled old veterans that have gone through it and maybe lost and lost, and they've got this experience and this will to win. And then you'll have guys like Coutinho who's got a ball of medals, you know. Um, and and Dinho has a ball of medals as well, you know. He's won an awful lot with uh, and he's you know in in Spain and in and and in France as well. And you no know, winning breeds winning too. So mm. that experience is worth its weight in gold, um, specifically when uh, you know when when you're coming into a team like this. Because if we start, if we keep buying all young players, then what's the point of bringing through our own young players? And you know, our own young players are probably as good, if not better, than a lot of the young players we're being we're being linked with. And and talking about young players, um, Stephen asked what position is the lad from Dundee. He's a centre half, about six foot two, six foot three. He's a big strapping centre half. Um, so yeah, interesting one. Only. 17, 18 years of age, so I wouldn't expect to see him around there. Although Josh Feeney was on the bench the last day that we played against. Jesus, who did we play last? <laughs> I've completely. We played. Was it Chelsea? No, it was the one we lost against uh, Brentford. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'll tell you. That'll tell you. No. Um, Good stuff. So, uh, hello, Mr. Chris Dolan. Mr. Chris Dolan maintains that a backup goalkeeper is coming in along with a centre-back and an essential defensive midfielder. I actually agree, and I think they're probably the only three positions that this this squad really, really needs at this moment in time, provided we keep Kane, Head and Kessler around, and I don't see any reason why why we wouldn't be Matty Cash's understudy. Um. Mm. I oh, like you'd have to be really happy with the with, with the squad if we had a and another centre half and he doesn't need to be, you know he doesn't need to be need to pull up trees because uh, while I'm not comfortable with saying it just yet because I've got no statistics on it I have been trotting out a theory with with Paddy about centre halves in general um, at the moment and uh, <laughs> I don't think our centre the centre half we bring in needs to be an absolute world beater um, but I do think we need a body there that's able to come in uh, I, I want a good one. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not expecting yeah. us to go and sign Scott Dan. Like, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but the central defensive midfielder for me is pivotal, and it always has been. And when I've been on with 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 Chris and Dan, and we've spoke about getting a big block of a man to stand in central central defensive midfield, and I think we will get somebody in there. May not be the sexy name either, 
the, the people want. Um, just I just have a hunch in that I don't know anything anything huge on it, but it may not be the sexy name. And we will get on to speak about somebody who people are talking about in a moment um, in, in Eves Basuma. But um, yeah, why not? Let's get on to talk about Basuma because he was linked today as well. And the Athletic were talking about 50 million um, being the going rate for Eves Basuma. And while I don't doubt that that's the going rate for a proven Premier League midfielder, I just don't see Aston Villa Football Club spending it. And, and I put a tweet out and I, sh- I didn't put it half enough context into the tweet about what was going on in my mind. I just don't spe- see Aston Villa Football Club spending that in this window, this particular window, because January is... And I know he's a proven player, but like, you know, if you're spending 70 million in January, you best be getting a sixth position and a seventh position or getting into Europe. And who's yeah, to say we it, don't? It, it, just, it just seems an awful lot of money. To me, you know, if you if you'd have said to me, you know, thirty million or twenty five million, I wouldn't have batted an eyelid. But fifty million just seems like an awful lot. I know he's a good player. You know, I know it's exactly what we need. And you know, supply and demand. They have what we need. They can they can charge what what they more or less like. So, um, they they had been kind of in free fall as well. So, the you know, the, I think they they won a game the last time out. I think so. Uh, 50 million would make a huge difference to their squad. So I could see that potentially being the figure that they've asked. And um, But I do agree with you that I don't believe we'll spend 50 million on a central defensive midfielder at this stage. It just uh, it just we, seems like an awful lot of money. We, we could look, put it this way. I'll be the first person to remove my trousers and run down the street if we get Weaves Bazuma in this, in this January transfer window. I've said it yeah. a lot of times. He's a fine player. He's an, And when I say, so this is a very Irish thing. When you say he's a fine player, that means he's a very good player. That's just my colloquial way of saying yeah. it. It might mean that he's only okay to other people. It's like when my mother asked me, how are you getting on? I go, I'm grand. And then she goes, you want a grand? Why aren't you feeling brilliant? And I'm going, no, man, I actually feel, I feel, I feel wonderful. I couldn't feel any better, you know. But uh, I might, so I might they, remind you on a podcast not too long ago, you said we wouldn't be signing Philippe Coutinho as well. But you so. see, as I said, I'm a fickle fan, and 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 look, as I say, it's uh, what do I know? That's exactly what it is, you know. What do I know? Um, but the, this the DC. You knew how to get your comment comment put up on the screen anyway. You absolutely did because you know who my my. Uh, uh, who, who my absolute crush in defensive midfielder is, but DC puts up, I think 50 million is too much for Basuma. Much prefer Ducore or someone for 30 million cheaper. And check Ducore from, from our sea lines is my absolute uh, favorite at the moment. But look, there's, there's absolutely no link to him. So, you know, if we sign Basuma for 50 million, as I, as the old saying goes, it ain't my money. I don't care, you know. Um, so if we do sign it, I just personally don't want to get my hopes up that we are going to flog 50 million. At Brighton. And wait a minute now as well, actually. Can I ask a question about Brighton? No offence to Brighton or anything here, no, just in case anybody thinks there is, but <laughs> literally every one of their players they're quoting 50 million for. Ben White, 50 million. Uh, Tariq Lamptey, 50 million. Tross, uh, was it Trossard was linked to 50 million, was linked to it a 50 million transfer in the, in the, in the summer? It's just going right now, you know, I suppose. You go to Brighton, Potter's going to say 50 million. Um, and that's fine. That's their prerogative. Mm. We, I hope we do the same. I hope we do the same with some of our players. I hope if somebody comes anywhere near us for someone like John McGinn, we say, "Yeah, there we go, going right, lads." Mm. You know, and you know, just it just seems like an awful lot of money to me. I just, I, I'm not completely sure we'd spend that kind of money for a central defensive midfielder when we could go. Uh, I think we'd get Czech to Curry an awful lot cheaper. 
the guy I spoke to earlier, Bubakar, what's his surname? Marseille? Bubakar Kamara. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine we'd get him very, very cheaply. Um, I don't know an awful lot about him, but I, I watched him play a couple of weeks ago and he looked like an absolute beast of a man. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, it, it's, it's hard to tell, you know, to second guess. We, we like when we briefly discussed. Uh, Philippe Coutinho last week, and you completely dismissed it. And I went, "No, this is the kind of player we we So you just you just don't know. But uh, just just to me, I think fifty million for that position. I think it seems absolute bonkers. You know, I, I just can't see us going uh, in like that at this at this point of the season. I can't see someone doing it. But we are in the need of one. We have to bring one in. We can't, we can't leave it to Douglas Louise. And, and more to the point, I want to see Douglas Louise pushed on a little bit. So I, I would much prefer if we had someone to come in and do that job. Uh, look, as I say, my biggest thing about the, it's just the figure 50 million for someone in January. It's 34%. And that is that is as close to being accurate as I can possibly give it. It is 20, actually 24% higher than our highest ever transfer fee. Um, that's one of the things to, to the kind of is always is a stumbling uh, block for me. And look, I'm not saying that we don't sign Basuma. I just find it difficult to think we're going to blow 50 million, not blow, wrong word, spend 50 million on a player in this January transfer window. Um, that's all it is. That's all it is. If we do, I'll be the happiest man on the interwebs. Um, Paul Morrison, Villa Legend says, uh, and welcome, Paul. Thank you very much for nice to have you, Paul. Uh, Basuma would cost half that in the summer, but 50 million now would stop us getting into a bidding war in the summer, and that is very important. Like, literally, yeah. to be honest with you, we are caught between a rock and a hard pace. Do we spend the 50 million now, or do we take our chances that we can that we get maybe get into Europe and can and can be a bit of a draw for him in the summer? Because there, there's got to be bigger, bigger sharks circling because he's a very, very good player. Um, and, and he is somebody to come in here. Uh, I, I'm not going to say that there's a fallacy around the fact that he's that he plays a defensive midfielder because he is defensively minded. But um, I think I'm right in saying that he plays more uh, more across a flat midfield tree uh, with Brighton. So I know when we talk about a defensive midfielder, I think it's more so a defensive minded midfielder that can come in and can play in that position. And and uh, you know, Basuma Basuma can obviously do that. Um, like, I, I'm going to pin my colours to the master. I'm going to say, listen, if we get a, an unspectacular sign that can come in there and take the load off someone like a Douglas Louise, a really good defensive positional type player that comes in because we now have Coutinho up there for the creative side of things and the ball carrying. If we get a bit more of a rigid defensive midfielder to come in there that might be 28, 29, 30 again, just they can come in and see out games for us or maybe play in those games where our backs are against the wall. And as much and all as we love Jacob Ramsey and, and he's fantastic at 19, 20 years of age, give him a break to get him out of maybe maybe games a small a bit earlier so he doesn't run the risk of maybe overexerting he, himself and, and, and coming into injuries in his later life. Manage him from a sports science point of view. I'm okay with that too. I, I'm okay with that. I have a piece written on somebody, and that's why I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of saying this because the more I wrote it, and the more I I I I, I looked at the statistics, the more I kind of went as a stopgap. I you know you, you'd have to you'd have for what this guy for what a defensive midfielder brings, you, you'd have to be kind of happy enough with it. Although Twitter would blow up, if, mm. like it's it, or like we were linked to him. It's Oriol Romeo. Like if if we signed Oriol Romeo. Twitter will blow up, but I think the functionality of the signing 
you could look at it and you could give a credence because it's what we need. It's not the most spectacular thing. It's what we need and it'll be a stopgap depending on the money and stuff. We're not going to get in, go down that road now at the moment. Just me talking um, and, and shooting the breeze as, as, as we speak now. But uh, like Basuma does everything. Like he's, he's a decent passer. Uh, he's decent at everything. And, and his statistics look okay um, from across a lot of a lot of key metrics and stuff. But uh, I think you know if we if we put like I'm personally not putting all my eggs in the Basuma basket because I know that there are bigger sharks circling, you know. And you, he's not the only defensive midfielder that we could potentially sign. Would be my view on it. Yeah. Watch him sign tomorrow. I know because just like the Coutinho thing. Yeah, there's a lot of people mentioning the the pending trial, or we don't know enough about it, and we certainly yeah. won't be discussing it live on air with anybody. Yeah, not, not so, comfortable discussing anything, and that, yeah. it's all alleged. So, at this just minute, just right? in case people think we're avoiding it, that you know, this is not the place to discuss something like that. But uh, absolutely, yeah, not. we'll we'll move on from that one. Yeah, absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, let's go back to our uh, let's go back to these let's go back to the chats and <laughs> hello Paddy in the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou <laughs> if you haven't seen the Life Aquatic it's an actual fantastic film and I think that's what Ronan thinks I look like <laughs> Steve Zissou from the uh, from the Life Aquatic I'll take it I'll take it yeah I'm I still going with Pat Stevens though <laughs> right Rise KJS says the carry is available between eight and fifteen million. That's a steal. Um, I think Zakaria's uh, future is in his own hands, and I think he's probably got a free transfer lined up in the summer. Uh, so I, I think he could bid all you want and might be accepted, but I just don't think mm. he's going to come to any terms with anybody. Um, because I think he's got his free transfer lined up. And to be honest with you, it's it's lucrative enough for players to go on free transfers as as we know, because the signing bonuses go out of this world and it's all cash in their hand. Um, a lot of the time. So maybe somebody coming from, uh, somebody likes to carry coming from much glad back into the Premier League. You know, he could quad, could triple, quadruple his earnings, uh, his, his, uh, his yearly earnings just with a signing on bonus, particularly depending on who he goes to. Um, so it, it's that, that and, and once again, we go back to the Basuma thing. You know, you go, if you go to the summer, does he just wait down his contract until the summer afterwards? But then again, he's a year older. He might get injured. He might break a leg, might do, do a cruciate, might... Um, you know, whatever you know, you never, you just never know football. So it it, it could be a, con- a concentrated gamble in a lot of these players if they do wait to re- to run out their contracts as well. Um, uh, lads, thanks so much for for all the comments. I'm really sorry for not uh, for not reading out everybody's comments. We usually go down and read out everybody's. There's a bazillion of them here tonight, and it's fantastic. It's really, really good. And I like the way you guys are commenting to each other in the comments as well. It's a real sense of community and family there. So I do appreciate it. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, well, you're looking for one there, Neil. I'm just going to give a, a plug here for uh, if somebody wants something really interesting to listen to. The Aston Villa goalkeeper did an interview with uh, women's goalkeeper. Hannah Hampton did an interview with Ben Foster. Yes, I remember. If you go and have a listen, it's a really intriguing listen. Um, you know, her, her backstory from playing with Villarreal at five years of age to, you know, coming back and playing with Blue Baggies, Birmingham City. Uh, it's, just, it's just a mad story. Um, and someone who uh, has uh, zero depth perception, is that what you call it? Which is crazy to believe that she's and an she's actor. a goalkeeper, yeah, it's madness. And, and a load of operations on her eyes. Um, even though she's a baggy fan, it's well worth a listen if you get the chance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That would be um, 
It, it is good. Yeah, you mentioned it to me there. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't uh, you told me a bit about it. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. That's. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to listen to it directly after this. And, and also, uh, the, the Villa View did an interview with uh, Conor. Hor- or sorry, the Athletic did an interview with Conor Horan about an hour and a half long. How they got him on for that length of time is beyond me. But it's a brilliant interview. It's well worth a listen. Uh, he's a cock man. You never shut them up, sure. You know. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, Dara, I don't believe you. The backup goalkeeper is Carius. I don't believe you. I don't. Uh, that was my. That was I misquoted Victor Meldrew that I was trying to do there um, when I mentioned it. Um, but no, guys, it's uh, it's it's been an interest. Like, like realistically speaking, I said this. I said it maybe about well before the Brentford game. I was going. Like every time I see the see something to pop up my on my Twitter feed, it's like, oh, don't be the game call off because we've got coronavirus. Now every time pop, something pops up in our <laughs> villa feed, it's like somebody's signing or we're linked with somebody or Stephen Gerrard is, has been on the phone to this person or you know, it's all like, isn't it mad the way it shifts from? I'm not going to say negative because it hasn't really been negative, but I suppose after the Brentford game, there was a whole feeling of shit, that's the one we shouldn't have lost, you know? And if we are really as good as we think we are, and if the players are as good as we think we are, and do we need a full clean-out? Is the honeymoon period over Steven Gerrard? And potentially, they're all still valid questions that we'll ask at some time in the future again. But it's mad the way the whole narrative flips. We now have Philippe Coutinho, and we have uh, potentially Lucas Dino come in, and two top-class internationals, or two experienced internationals, whether you think they're top-class or not. Um, it's it, it's it's to be seen, but um, it's like it's it, it's bad. The game of football twists in its head so many times, and uh, long may it continue. Long may it be may the arrow be pointed up for Aston Villa specifically in the transfer market because it's a wonderful time of year. I'll never forget. Well, I have actually forgot well, the year. It's your now, favorite so. time of the year, anyway. You can't wait for Christmas to be over every year yeah, since yeah. talking about Christmas. Transfer. Christmas is yeah, Christmas is a speed bump on the way to the transfer window. Um. <laughs> But I, I was going to say, I never forget, but I actually do forget the year. If anyone can pop into the comments there and tell me what year we signed Simon Dawkins. Because... Could be. It could be. I remember I was going, it was mm. right cold January evening and I was going to play uh, seven-a-side soccer and uh, phone went... And I looked at my phone and it was uh, Aston Villa have signed. I was like, oh, nice one. We've signed someone in the transfer window and Simon Dawkins. And I went, who the fuck is Simon Dawkins? Who is he? Like, like, we, we have a list of those January Sounds signings. like an insurance salesman. Nothing wrong with insurance salesman. Nothing wrong with insurance salesman. <laughs> I tried to do it myself one time. But Simon Dawkins <laughs> is kind of a fellow you go and he, you, uh, there's your life policy. You know, mm. uh, where'd you get it from? Dawkins and Dawkins and sons. You know, but uh, fair but play this, this is how far we've come. There's no there's no talks of a Josh Onema or a Tom Carroll or a Borgia Baston. So... We're we're way 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 down the line from them, and uh, it's it's refreshing to be watching real footballers being linked, as opposed mm-hmm. to guys who they just need to send out and give minutes or see out the rest of their contract. In the case of Borja Baston, which is bonkers, but anyway, yeah, there you are. yeah, God, I've got about Borja Baston. Tom Carroll signed. Did he play a game? Did he come on? No, he got injured in training or something like that. No, he did. He came on. He came on. He got injured, and then we kind of just sent him back. We said, "Listen, lads, it's not going to work here. We send him back to rehab back at Swansea or whatever." But um, yeah. Did he, did he play um, in that ill-fated game against Spurs, where it's Engels at the ball going under his 
foot on the halfway line and son scored. I don't know why I have that in my head. No, he, that was in the Premier League. No, before that was no, no. it. Tom Carroll was in their championship for sure, for sure, for sure. Tom Carroll was was in the championship. Yeah, um, I do. I remember that as well, Misha. I remember. The, I remember Sally Fu. I remember there were there was a big, um, big hullabaloo blue outside, uh, outside Villa Park and Sky Sky Sports News were like, "Oh, we're off to Villa Park," and there's a man there and he was there and signing from the Lithuanian Seventh Division is uh, Togolese Zidane Mustafa Sally Fu. So I think where did he sign from? I think he signed from like the Swiss second division or something. No idea. Um, no idea. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we could stay here. We could talk all night. That's and ladies, thank you so much for popping on. Really appreciate that. There's some huge numbers. You know, comments are literally flying up there like a ticker tape. Like it's like looking at a stock market ticker tape here. It's just flying up. Um, and at, like the stock market, Aston Villa are flying up and up in PR. Perception, world views. As I said, I, I cheekily said world domination in a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and long little did I know that uh, we would be on the on on the world's lips at the moment because we're the only one moving and shaking really in the transfer market. And long may it continue that we're getting all this good PR, and let's hopefully hope that all the good PR translates onto the field in the not too distant future. Starting with tomorrow, because I was just about to end up with the podcast. Paddy, is there any point in talking about this United game? Because we've no idea what team they're going to put out. We've certainly have no idea what team we're going to put out tomorrow. Plus, we're going to be back at a, a quarter to seven tomorrow to discuss the yeah, the teams we'll, and you know we'll we don't know what United. Know if United are going to take this seriously or not, or put out their first team, or indeed if we are, whether this is our uh, focus, which I hope it is, because I think there's a good opportunity. Uh, also worth mentioning with Leeds and Burnley both eliminated, we will see those games probably played in the next few weeks. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Those that uh, had tickets for that. So there, there's the other one we forgot, Grant Holt, also signed in January. <laughs> Grant Holt, yeah, you wouldn't want to meet him down at that alleyway. No, he went on to become a professional wrestler afterwards. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's like me, I'm like Brooklyn Brawler here, but Grant Holt actually was decent. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was a decent wrestler afterwards. He, he wrestled at a decent <laughs> level, apparently. Um, but anyway, that's another podcast. Where are they now? Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for watching, for listening. Before you go, if you could just hit the like button, there's over 200 200 and whatever people here a moment ago just hit the like button if you haven't done so already just really helps the channel helps to push it out amongst all the uh to, to the wider community really appreciate everything you guys do if you aren't already subscribed also we just love a subscription as well it's all part of the vanity project as we've said before uh but uh really appreciate everything on a more serious note we will be back tomorrow with the team sheet tantrum really appreciate you all for taking your time on a sunday sunday evening it's 20 past 10. Let's get to bed and let's start dreaming of more transfers. So until tomorrow at whatever, what time do we say, Paddy, we're going to do the team sheet tantrum? 10 to 8, 10 to 7? Quarter to 7. Matches at 5 quarter. to 8, is it? 5 yeah, to 8? Yeah, yeah. We, we'll go a quarter to 7 anyway, because I'm sure yeah. we'll have about another 45,000 transfer links between now and tomorrow anyway. <laughs> so we'll go a quarter to 7. We'll see you for the team sheet tantrum. Enjoy yourselves. Stay safe. And all that's left to say, everybody, is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.